The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chief, some host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Monday, the day after a Chiefs 31-17 to win over the Las Vegas Raiders, we heard from head coach Andy Reid. Guys are just starting to come in. <clears throat> uh, listen, I, I started off yesterday mentioning about the fans, and they were, they were phenomenal yesterday. We appreciate all that support uh, on these away games that we, that we get. Um, I thought, uh, we, we started off slow and, um, both sides of the ball and we were able to, uh, regroup, pick it up, uh, tribute to the guys, uh, for not panicking, the coaches not panicking and everybody kind of keeping their head and, and actually playing better. Uh, as we as we went through the rest of the game after the 14 points and so uh defensively it's it's hard to pick one guy uh obviously chris is the the leader of that bunch uh and he kept he kept the guys going there and um and and then he had good production on top of all that so he played well um but i thought as a group the, the defense just played very, very good football after those 14 points. They, they rallied it and made the, ch- uh, the changes or adjustments that they needed leverage wise and, and um, ended up coming out with a good game. And again, Spags, uh, he kept all that together and it's a tribute to him and his staff um, there for, for doing that. Um, and, uh, and then offensively, I, you know, I felt, um, again, we started off slow for the first couple series and, um, and then things picked up and, uh, it's a tribute to, you know, Pat and, uh, Pacheco and Kels and how they, you know, and, and they just kept everybody going and with their energy and, um, and it ended up working out. I thought the offensive line, uh did a pretty good job uh even when we weren't getting the drives we wanted we thought they're they're uh doing a nice job up front against a good defensive line um so uh, as an end result those three guys had a had a nice day uh, the offensive line had a nice day the uh when it was all said and done and we were able to score in the second half which 
uh, we hadn't done there for three games. I thought Nags had a, a great game plan. Um, and uh, the execution by the coaches, uh, they, they did, a, did a nice job with uh, with their input on, on the play. So um, all in all, a good day on the offensive side and defensive side. And then special teams, I think they did a nice, solid job on special teams, field position was was good. We had to fill in that that punt return position and kickoff return position. And I thought the guys did a did a good job there, uh, stepping up. Um, Richie securing the ball, which was important, and then Sky and Richie on the kickoffs. They they did a nice job with, um, you know, with what they needed to do back there to follow Dave's Dave's plan there. So, anyways, with that, um, time's yours. Go first, Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, hey, uh, Patrick, after the game, talked about when uh, Travis gets some of that extra attention, you sort of have to prove to the opposing team you guys can be productive anyway. He mentioned Rasheed on the crossing pattern as an example. Guys have plenty of wins, so offense has has been enough. But is it fair to call Sunday's game maybe uh, a breakthrough in in that sense with the complementary production from Rasheed and Pacheco? And then how do you kind of build on that as you go here? Yeah, I should have mentioned Rasheed uh, in the opening remarks there, Pete. <clears throat> he, um, he's he been getting better every week. Um, uh, and he's he's uh, he's working to be more Patrick friendly. And and so not that that's there's a lot that goes into that um, when you say something like that. So <clears throat> and a lot of it is just plain. And, and, uh, and but being willing to to fit your game into uh, the offense's game and how Patrick sees things, and so he's done a nice job of of being open that way um, and, and listening and and uh, kind of deciphering what defenses work with what routes and how how to manipulate that. So um, and Kels has been a, a good example for him and has been uh had some good input there too. So um but anyways, I, I didn't mean to skip him, but th- it was good. It was a good offensive it was good to be productive. You know, uh as opposed to the first half, uh, to be able to kind of get a a complete game after the first couple series. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey Andy, building off of, of that uh question from Pete is there an example that you've seen over the last couple of weeks where uh, Rashid has done something to make himself more Patrick friendly within the, the, the framework of the offense? Yeah. So when, when we're doing special teams and he's not, not in there, he goes over and works with Pat and they talk through things and then they run routes and kind of th- this is the look where I'm seeing you on this route um, against this coverage. And um they they spend time with each other there and and uh, and then off of the field likewise you know for meetings they they keep good open communication there so it's a uh, it's something that that's needed especially with a young young receiver but he's getting better uh, every week he's getting a little bit more production yes but also a few more plays um, and opportunities uh, to get in the game. Let's go next to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Hi, Andy. Um, the 
the the the trend of uh, is is going upward when it comes to successful conversions on third and short. You know, it was good on on Sunday, and then the last couple of games actually. I'm just wondering what goes into that, and um, and how much energy does a team get just from you know picking up a third and one? Yeah, Matt Matt um, and Andy Heck uh, head that up. Uh, Tom Melvin and um, and Corey Matei, they all kind of join in on that and work the the run and the pass game together um, in those situations. So um, they they've done a nice job with it. I I, I think um, the more you know, the more guys that are available that are threats there that you can utilize. Um, uh, from a coaching standpoint, it's a positive thing. And so, you know, we were talking an example with Rasheed that um, he's getting better. Well, th- those are situations that he's becoming more familiar with. And now he can be part of that equation uh, of helping out there. And and then Kels, um, likewise. And then Pacheco and, and Clyde are, are doing a nice job, likewise. And Clyde stepped in you know, um, for McKinnon and the third down stuff and did a good job along with Pacheco. So let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. I'm Brad. I'll have a follow-up if I could. Uh, Coach, uh, the fourth and one, uh, the Raiders had a fourth and one at year 12 on their second drive. They chose to take the field goal. They missed it. Um, We've seen teams, you know, feel a need to be very aggressive against you, maybe keep Pat off the field, get sevens and not threes. Uh, is that anything? I mean, I know you guys had a three and out after that. They, you know, they got a touchdown. It wasn't like that was some, you know, monumental moment of the game. But was that maybe something that was talked about on the headset or maybe amongst the guys as a as a motivator that, hey, they, they think they can just settle for threes on us here? No, I, I, I don't think that, Saran. Um, I will tell you, I'm glad he missed the field goal. Um, but, um, uh, that puts them up, you know, 17 now, which was the same amount as last year, which you don't want to be in that kind of a, a, a position. Um, uh, but, um, I, I think the fact that they, they end up missing it, that kind of gives you a little, little juice, uh, but I'm not sure we took full advantage of that from an offensive standpoint. So. And then uh, I know uh, you said guys are just coming in, but Kadarius Tony didn't play. I know last week was probably a, maybe a little lighter load practice-wise. He was practicing and then didn't go. Is there any update about where that was? What your what your thought process was in in him being inactive, or how close he was last week to to maybe being active for this game? Well, he he just I, I'm not sure he could have taken a hit, um, and that was the that's kind of what it came down to. I mean, we thought we give him time, a short week, you know, give him as much time as we could uh, progress there, but it just didn't work out that way. Let's go next to Matt. Derek, go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Uh, yeah, just a couple of housekeeping items, uh, along with Kadarius. Uh, Jarek McKinnon was practicing last week, but you shut him down on Friday. How How is that growing coming along? And, and now Nick Bolton's been out the four games. Uh, what's kind of the timeline for him as well? Yeah, I think we'll be able to get some uh, work from Nick. Um, I mean, he's wanted to go here uh, even before this. So, but um, we're just trying to make sure he's right. Um, uh, 
for that. So, and then uh, McKinnon, his, his groin has been bothering him, you know, for a bit. He's kind of pushed through it. And I mean, it's just, it was at the point where he was going to have a hard time, uh, you know, working at the level he wants to work at there. So, um, and be safe on that, you know. We'll go last to Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Andy, appreciate the time. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Justin Watson touchdown. Uh, Spillane kind of knocked him down, and, you know, he gets back up, six with the play. Um, just um, like to see that kind of fight. And then uh, we're in a situation like that, are you a little bit more okay with the penalty uh, when he then kind of got in, in Robert's face there? Listen, I, I mean, Spillane – hit him pretty good now, knocked him off his feet. Just the fact that he bounced up the way he bounced up was amazing. And then to make the catch. And then I love to see the fire in the guys. I can't stand the penalties right now, but I mean, I, the, um, the fire, I, I could see why he did what he did. Yeah. I mean, that was a a pretty, pretty rough hit uh, that he took there. So, but he's a tough kid, man. He's a tough kid, and uh, for him to bounce up like he did and then to score, I mean, he didn't flinch and lick on that. And, uh, they'll, they'll... I'm good, but I'm not good. <laughs> Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Right. Thank you, guys.